Welcome to the first ever episode of the VIP cast. Um, I'm Maddie Alexander-Grout and I am coming to you this evening with the lovely, lovely Charlotte Carter from Mad as a Box of Frogs. How are you doing, Charlotte? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good, yes. <laughs> it's lovely to have you. Really nice to have you. I just want to like set a little bit of a premise around this podcast. Um, so the reason why we're doing this podcast um, is to help small businesses to get more publicity. We are a employee benefit scheme, a member benefit scheme and a discount scheme that help people to save money when they shop local. And we want to showcase all of our wonderful businesses who offer discount on our card. So Charlotte is a very, very new business partner, but um, we had a meeting last week and I kind of fell in love with her because she's got a very similar personality to me. She's very outgoing and I just thought it'd be really nice to have her for our first podcast. So Charlotte, tell us a bit about what you do and why you do it. Um, so, what do I do? Um, so there's a few different aspects that we do. Um, I've spent, when I first started out, I was really, really heavily focusing on LinkedIn training and offering sort of LinkedIn marketing for businesses. Um, and I, obviously, lockdown affected us quite a lot, or affected me quite a lot. Um, with the business and because I was doing quite a lot of sort of business development side of things for um, a couple of contractors that I was doing their LinkedIn marketing for so I quickly realized that I needed to diversify a little bit um, but I also recognized that I wasn't probably the right person to be doing the type of work that I knew I could win and um, so I worked really really hard to build um, a a group of people basically so I can give people a full solution if that, if that is what they want so a full social media marketing solution with you know professional graphics professional video editing I've got someone that works on content we've got um a guy that's really great at um sort of Facebook and Instagram because that's not my bag I love LinkedIn and I, I don't really go on any other platform to be honest um myself personally um, so yeah, we can offer a full social media marketing solution um, and I would just basically, you know, oversee it and uh, make sure it's what the client wants and it meets their expectations. And then I spend most of my time chatting to people, getting to know them and showing them how to use LinkedIn and to use it for business development as well, which I think um, is a massive focus. I mean, we were talking actually the other day, weren't we? We were, yeah huge focus on inbound marketing on LinkedIn and actually not selling, um, which I just, I, I'm going to say I disagree with that, even though I know it's not very popular. And I do really think that if there's something that you really want and, and a way that you want to, um, you know, you want to mould and shape your business in the way that you want to do it, there's no, you know, there shouldn't be any shame in, in going after something, basically. And there's nice. a way of doing it and having a little bit of tact about you but it's about, it's about opening up opportunities for yourself and starting conversations off with people which is you know it's how business is done in the real world and that's how people should be using LinkedIn in my opinion um exactly exactly as long as you're not being a spammy pammy um yeah. I think people people respond well if messages are constructed in the right way and they are delivered in the right way and you don't just go and connect with somebody and say buy my shit essentially yeah exactly you know like a seven paragraph sales pitch for the first message is just terrible and no one ever replies to that and if they do it's normally like sod off and then you disconnect them 
yeah um, yeah starting conversations and building rapport with people is what sales is all about and sales isn't just for sales executives that can be for a company director you know um someone that i was speaking to a company today they work with resellers they're actually a massive brand um, that you probably would see their stuff on a day-to-day -day basis in, in construction like when you walk past construction sites etc but they're not very well known because they sell fire resellers so um you know i was speaking to them today and their business um models great because they 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 just do basically order processing and work via the retailers do all of the selling and marketing and absolutely everything um but for them to utilize linkedin you know they they would be approaching another business to basically sell their product so mm. if, if you've got a really specific target market like that then there's absolutely no shame of reaching out to those specific people that you know have got a need for, for your product and that can help your business i just don't i don't know why people have got, or why it's so like really taboo subjects anymore i don't know why i think i think one of the one of the reasons why it is because is i think people have mistakenly decided that marketing is replacing sales and yeah. we know that it's not um, I know that I'm guilty of it I'm completely guilty mm. of it by thinking oh yeah I'm reaching all my target audience because I'm sending all my marketing out and it you know people it's going to hit all of these people but people forget about the rules of marketing and about the fact that people need to see your content between 7 and 13 times to actually pay attention to what you're doing so why would you not up your game by selling to people you know it's what's the worst that can happen they say no exactly i think i think that is i think people are really precious these days and they don't like rejection and we were we touched on that actually when we spoke we did. didn't we especially we did. your own business because you do take it so personally and I do, i'm quite i'm usually um like when i've when i've had sales executive roles in business development so resilient it's ridiculous like it it won't generally affect me and if um i can't get hold of someone i will keep trying until i either get a result or they say to me you know actually i i don't want to deal with you uh, okay that's fine and um, i'm not going to keep trying mm. to get hold of you you know and a no um, a no now is not a no always like that's one of the things that being in recruitment for such a long time you know you can you can contact people and, and yes somebody might say no but it's because it's not not the right time for them now but it doesn't mean yeah. necessarily it's going to be a no forever does it so no, they might not have a need for your product or your service at that time and i think a lot of a lot for most companies the first time that you make contact with someone they're not going to straight away go yeah that's it i want to buy from you you know they will it, it is about persistence and and being resilient and building rapport with people so when you phone yeah. them up you're not telling to them you're you're asking them how they are, you're asking them how their day was, and there's a you know another point to the conversation basically, rather than just like by myself, by myself, you know, no no one likes that. That's no comfortable, isn't it? So yeah. yeah. It I is don't a, know what the original question was now. No, 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 me neither. It was it was it was how what you do and why you do it. Um yeah. but you you clearly, I mean, there's there's no mistaking that you clearly love what you do, so that must be your why, right? Yeah. No, I love it. I, I love sales and I do and I love LinkedIn and I, I think it's such a fantastic tool for, for people. And um I really like as well when I get in with a, a you know a company and I've done it with a couple where I can help them with what they want to put out content wise from their company page and 
work with a sales team to come up with a strategy for them so that they are sharing information in the correct way and just like a few simple tweaks actually a lot of the time people are, are confident to just go off on their own then and, and use it with other traditional sales techniques and they get results pretty quickly so it's quite it is quite rewarding i think when you can help someone else and help someone else grow their business because it depends on you know the value of a sale to someone as well if, if you sell something can you and you make maybe i don't know between 10 and 50 pounds off it that's great but then a, a lot of the cu customers that i work with at the moment are, you know they, they might win one contract and make anywhere between you know 10 to 100 thousand pound off that contract over the course of a year then it's pretty good feeling that i know like they've paid me what maybe 40 or 80 pounds but it's made a massive difference to them and it's a win-win i mean i think some linkedin trainers charge the absolute earth which i especially in lockdown when people are in a really difficult situation i don't know it, it doesn't sit well with me i've been told to up my prices a few times but i won't because i my overheads are low at the moment and I think if it helps people out then I'm happy to do it type thing but and and we've got Tim as well that's a graphic designer and he does um he is absolutely amazing so talented I was so lucky to find him I met him just before lockdown and I cannot believe my luck there yeah. because he's talented and so we sell you know LinkedIn banners and, and graphics post infographics slideshow graphics oh amazing that sounds really good and i mean you've already got really low prices and yet you're joining my vip card and giving everybody a discount which is crazy so like that is an even bigger reason for people to go and buy a my vip card if they've not already got one um yeah, shameless plug <laughs> <laughs> so um i'm really interested to know how you why you set your business up and a bit about your background yeah um Oh, my background, I, don't, I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, obviously I was working as a rep. I moved, I moved to Bath. Um, I, moved, I moved to Bath for a guy, actually, but he turned out to be an absolute prick. <laughs> <laughs> as so, most men do. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't work out. Um, so, and then after that, Tilly just didn't really settle, which was such a shame because I really wanted to move here to or there to give a you know a, a better life because the schooling there was less children per class and it was a church school and it was just so gorgeous and had a little courtyard and she'd had a few issues at school and things so yeah it would have been nice if it had worked out but she's just as stubborn as I am and was just like no and said if you're still not happy after six months then we will go back to Portsmouth but we had a beautiful little cottage in Chippenham and I really liked it but no she wasn't she wasn't buying into it so you know her happiness sort of comes before all of that I suppose Aww. so yeah so here, and then so, here, so here we are which is which is great and being a mum, being a mum in business, especially a single mum, how do you find, yeah. especially at the moment, juggling that work-life balance? Um. <laughs> to be fair, that sounds exactly like my life at the moment. That like, uh. <laughs> I know. Like, I try and wake up early so I can get work, like you know, admin type bits done, but it never works out. 
Um, so yeah, it's just just working really long hours basically, and trying to because I try to have an, maybe an hour break in between every couple of hours so that she's not neglected for the whole day. Um, it's that that juggling of of work and making sure that you're doing the work that you need to do to get the income to support your family but then dealing with that mum guilt of like do I you know how much work is too much work and what level you know how much of of it do I spend with the kids you know I completely feel your pain on that on that yeah I mean I don't obviously no one has a social life at the moment so we can't go out but I genuinely don't (laughs) it's just online (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why didn't you invite me Saturday night every Saturday you can come next week we did a scavenger hunt last week it was amazing did you yeah drunk scavenger hunt around the house amazing but yeah no I just yeah to be honest I haven't really spoken to my friends like I haven't I haven't spoken to some family members for quite a while because like just replying to everything on LinkedIn takes me absolutely ages now I and although I'm not saying that you should solely focus on inbound leads on LinkedIn. I have been getting inbound leads every single day and quite mm. a few of them. So I want to keep on top of that and reply to people. And then I'll, and then and then you have like, you know, meetings with people, conversations with people, plus then you've got to complete the work as well. Like it's a, it is a lot there's a lot going on at the moment and I'm lucky that I've got other that's, that this is why I forced I've foreseen this come in. Yeah. Which is why I very quickly Do you have um, like um like LinkedIn dreams when you're on it that much because like I know that I I had a candy crush obsession for ages and I used to dream about like blowing up candies and stuff like I can imagine it the same (laughs) no I don't generally I think I'm on LinkedIn too much to dream about it at least you can switch off what what do you what do you do in your spare time how do you unwind I just drink no I'm joking (laughs) you don't have to drink there's nothing wrong with admitting that it's fine mosquito in my spare time in there well, yes yes so um for those of you who can't well you, you can't because this is a podcast but um you can't see charlotte's face charlotte has an incredibly lovely um set of butterfly stitches on her chin charlotte do you want to tell everybody what you did yeah so i i bought tilia's stunt scooter that she wanted one for a while and we had quite a good week so i was like let's go to halfords and get the best one we can get and then i was really excited about it probably more <laughs> than her and i was like let's have a go and she's like get off it's mine so um tia took her out with it and um got way too excited Having never had any, like I didn't have a scooter when I was younger because my mum and dad didn't have enough money. So I, I, I guess like my inner kid literally came out and I was like, Aww. let me have a go. And I went really, really, really fast on it, too fast. And then I tried to stop with my foot as opposed to the brake. So don't put your foot on the floor when you're going really fast on a scooter because you fly over the top of it. And it hurts. Well, it looks gorgeous, I have to say. Um, <laughs> for anyone who can't see it, I was expecting your like mangled face, but actually, you don't look too bad. Like I'm really lucky because it's under the chin. Like, and I know my chin looks quite big at the moment, but I'm okay with that. I've literally done like so many Zoom calls today, and they're all like, "Oh God, hi!" And I'm like, "No, oh, I think you're good." You will probably. You'll probably end up with a scar. I've actually got a scar on my chin from where you can't. I don't know if you can see it on the Zoom. Yeah, 
it's yeah. actually where I had a I already had a scar there, and I think it just ripped it back. We could be too. scar sisters. Yeah, it's that same. How did you do that? Um, I was about seven years old, no, probably about six or seven, and I was at the swimming pool with my family, and my mum said to me, don't jump in at the deep end, and because I'm a rebel, I decided to jump in at the deep end, and as I jumped midair, I saw her staring at me, so I turned around and tried to get out of the pool, which didn't end well. I smacked my chin open on the side of the pool, a bit through my tongue, A&E, oh. &E. <gasps> uh, yeah, it was, um, it was funny. Probably not for my mum. She was like, I told you not to do that. Has <laughs> your little one had any major accidents? Touchwood, no, not yet. No. Um, I've, I've had major accidents with him. Um, but apart from that, no, Touchwood, he's been fine. Harriet, actually, the other day, I was terrified because she decided that she's a danger baby and she just does things because she can. And I can't wait for soft play to reopen so that we can visit because she just needs it. She needs it that badly. But she was climbing on the chair and all I saw was these legs going over the top of the chair. And she basically like face planted the floor and got like a little graze on her nose. But touch wood, we've been okay. Um, but they are my children and I'm majorly clumsy. So I'm expecting at some point something terrible will happen. But I have to watch them all the time. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> and how, how are your days in lockdown then with the kids and working do you know what they are challenging not gonna lie and say that they're amazing I think for for any working mum it's hard work I mean I I'm actually before this I had so much respect for single parents but now even more so because my husband's a key worker I'm on my own 24 7 with a four-year-old and a 15 month old they, neither of them want to do the same things. Um, we just got a trampoline, which was good. That's definitely a good investment for lockdown. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just, I mean, I work until like 10 o'clock at night time. And I'm really busy at the moment, which is great. I think people are realising that shopping local, supporting small businesses, and actually saving loads of money is where it's at at the moment. So we're, we're busy with loads of inquiries. We're launching three new projects, three... Um, three huge projects at the moment so um, I'm just trying to trying to juggle everything and just that mum there's that mum guilt isn't it you've got to up the ante because you want to survive yeah so you just literally think every you know with every part of your being you want your company to survive and you want to make some money throughout the lockdown period because you don't mm. want to go after um but then you know in a way you feel like you're sacrificing spending time with them yeah it's, it's a really it's bloody hard isn't it it's a, it's a tough balance you can't win <laughs> no it's, it's a really tough balance but i think we've we've found a new level of normal i, I think the thing that i'm really missing is me time um, and that self-care um, thing that that comes very rarely as a parent anyway um, and I've realized that I'm doing all of the wrong things for self-care when actually I really should be doing things a little bit differently so I've decided that once lockdown is over I am going to have an entire week off work watching Netflix having long baths reading books listening to podcasts and staying away from work and children just for a whole week and just doing some me stuff because it's so oh, over. Oh. Sorry, though. 
where are the kids gonna go? <laughs> Whoever will have them. <laughs> well, I'm hope well once lockdown's over, I'm hope I'm hoping back to school and back to nursery. Like I yeah, that's true. I've realised that I, I love my kids more than anything, but I definitely am a career woman. I'm a career woman. Um and there is a there is a wonderful balance and I I'm so grateful for seeing some of these amazing things that have happened during lockdown like before lockdown Harriet didn't walk and she started walking on day one of lockdown and now she climbs and she sings and she claps and she says bubble which is really cute she's like bubble <laughs> but and I wouldn't probably wouldn't have seen that if, if I'd have been at work so I think there are there's definitely some silver linings yeah I know what you're saying, but I, I also miss school too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one of those things and it's like, do we, yeah. When I, when I decided to work for myself, I was like, I'm going to drop until to school at nine o'clock and pick up at three and I'm going to be like a real mum or whatever I thought a real mum was because I, I felt like a bit inferior to the other mums at school because she's always doing breakfast at school club. Like, obviously, you, you work, you probably know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Like, insane guilt doing like long days and actually I realized Tilly actually doesn't care and she likes going to club and I like her going there because I don't have to like spend from three o'clock till you know half past eight with her she gets mm. bored after an hour she needs to spend time with people her own age you know and she's quite independent and you know, I, like you say, it's that self-care and having time to yourself and time to work on your business and do what you want to do, isn't it? Exactly. And for, for people like us, yeah, for, for people like us, and you're you're very, very similar to me in that respect, that you enjoy working and you are so passionate about what you do, you love what you do, you want to help people and you want your business to survive. And But you're setting a legacy for your daughter, which is exactly the same reason why I do what I do. It's because eventually I want to have a legacy for my kids and it shows them a great work ethic I think as well so that that does really help is. really I mean, what you was really impressive you know I'm, I'm absolutely in awe of that that you've done that and, oh, and you, you are helping a lot of local businesses so you know well that, that is the aim that is the aim you know I I when I started my journey, I was so super passionate about helping small businesses, helping people to to get out of the house, helping other mums to save money, and it just spiraled. And you know, my my background's HR, so I've always I've, I've always dealt with people who have um, lots of employees. I've dealt with recruitment. I've dealt with HR. I've dealt with the employee experience. And for me there is nothing more important than making sure that your employees have a good time from the start of their journey so i think it's it's really really important in so many ways that what we, what i do um but but it's nice to be able to talk about this but this is not about me this podcast is not about me it's about you so uh we're not, we're not gonna talk about me anymore so um I was going to ask you, so what, um, what advice would you give to somebody who is looking to start a business? Um, my advice would be get on the phone to people who have done something similar mm -hmm. to, what, to what you want to do 
and get them on the phone and ask them how they done it and what their experiences were like just by people are so helpful and I'm going to talk about LinkedIn again because Mm. I got in touch with a number of company directors and potential who who I thought would be my potential clients which a couple of them haven't been and said do you think there's a genuine need for this would you would you use my services if I set this up you know I know of so many people that invest hundreds of thousands of pounds into building an app or £10,000 into building a website or they, they put all this money and all this time into something. They've not even done any market research. I just find it completely absurd. I didn't oh, cost yeah. me any money to this up. It cost me not a penny to set my business up. Well, I think it cost me like, what, 20 quid to register it on Companies House or something like that? I can't remember now. Mm. But... You know, I, I went and done my, my research and I, I put my time into building a service and, and researching it and putting it into, you know, like a training program and then um, built presentations and literally just pulled so many all-nighters so that I knew everything, like the back of my hand. And I've been doing it for years anyway, but it's getting your ideas down onto something. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a really business firm as well just hold myself accountable too because you start doing something and it honestly happens people go oh did you do this oh did you do that and you feel under pressure because you know when you quit your job and you've got not much money coming in it's easy to say well actually I could do that you know stick to your plan it's okay to build on that but uh, hold yourself accountable and stick to your plan and stick to what you know and what you're good at that's what I would say to people and if you if you know that you're not good at something that there's a need for it then don't be afraid to delegate and to trust other people and get other people involved because yeah I, t- I totally agree actually on, on that on that front I think one of the best things that I ever did was outsourcing the stuff that I hate so like admin Ugh, hate it gross no you won't catch me doing any admin so uh, horrible but I, th- I think you are you are an incredibly inspirational person to watch especially on LinkedIn I mean all I see is your frog everywhere just popping up your little frog and um, it's do you know what it's it's just it's lovely to see how people engage with you how many how many followers have you got on LinkedIn now I think I've got a patch on a lot of people but I think like engagement wise I do all right um well, I think you do more than all right like not always though because you probably only see the ones that do well but sometimes I post and I don't get a huge amount of engagement but I think that's the same for everybody though yeah yeah exactly and that's you know I think I've got yeah I've nearly got 12,000 followers now that's pretty damn good that's impressive how long how long has it taken you to grow that following um well I didn't grow a following to start with I actively connected with my target market which again that's another thing that I am a bit on the fence about when I see other marketers saying to people oh just add anyone and everyone I think that's the biggest load of crap I've ever heard in my life yeah me too I'm I'm one of those people I, I, I saw um, actually a, link, a LinkedIn trainer the other day saying I'll oh, just connect with anyone connect with anyone I thought well okay yes if if somebody likes your post then that their friends will see it and yes it will get further out but surely you want to be targeting the audience that you want to sell to surely 
Well, for me, right, and I've kind of done this a little bit of like, I've, I can't tell you 100% what I'm planning because that, you've probably seen maybe recently a couple of posts that I've done which are directed at the electrical wholesale industry yeah, yeah. and electrical manufacturers, which 100% proves my point because if you go onto my post where I've, I've directly targeted that market that I've spent probably you know a, a good couple of years building a decent network on my linkedin like i'd probably say between 60 to 80 percent of those people i've had conversations with because i've done it over the years they are engaged with what i'm posting about because they know me mm. and if they message me and ask me for help with something i reply to them so it takes an awful lot of work to sustain that you know and people don't don't realize but that that is my target market for me. That is my main target market. I do work with other industries, but only if they m meet my criteria. Not to sound like I'm being like, oh, you can't work with me. But if they, if they meet my criteria, what I know that I'm good at, then I will work with someone because, I, because it is transferable across industries. Um, but I, I've taken a long time to build up that network and, and I'm getting a lot of interest from my mm. target market because I'm tailoring stuff to them and I took the time to connect with them and to have conversations with them. Exactly. So if someone else wants to come and follow me, they can. I don't I don't disregard people because they you know they might be interested in me for enough reason. I don't know. But um I wouldn't go and actively just add random people to be honest. I would I would add people if I sat there and, and searched through and added people there'd be a reason why I, I added them even if I didn't tell them straight away no that's that's great and I, I think for anybody who's not following you they should be because your content's inspiring and actually even if people don't want to work with you I think that they could definitely get some tips on how to increase an audience and, and get more engagement on LinkedIn and um, Charlotte you have been absolutely fabulous really really lovely to have you on today um, it's been brilliant really looking forward to having you as part of my VIP card um, for more information do go and have a look at Charlotte's profile um, on myvipcard.co.uk and um, we will be um, having our next podcast next week with the lovely Nathan Dunleavy from Nathan's Paw Trails, um, an amazing dog walking service that are expanding very, very quickly. So quite excited about talking to Nathan about his um, tribe of, 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 of pet people. I don't know what we call them, uh, but it's going to be great. Um, very excited about having Nathan on. Um, but we will we will be doing more of these podcasts and if anybody wants any more information about my vip card um, and how to get involved we offer free advertising for any business uk wide if you can offer a discount or a something about it added value on your product or service we've got a category for just about everything and um, we also do employee and member benefits as well um, for you know doesn't matter how many people you've got in your organization we will help you um, and at a very affordable cost too so that is my little plug for that um, so Charlotte, <laughs> fabulous thank you so much for being with us today and uh, we will see you all next week it's really nice to see you